Friday by the makers of Oval Tea. But before we start, here's a word of special interest to wives and mothers, to those who have the difficult job of planning wartime meals. Yes, there's no doubt about it, planning meals is a big job these days. With some of our favorite highly nourishing foods scarce or rationed, it's harder than ever to be sure your family is getting all the food values and especially all the vitamins and minerals they need. And so, You'll be glad to know you can just give your family Ovaltine and stop worrying. For Ovaltine is not only a highly nourishing drink, but also is one of the richest sources of vitamins and minerals in the world. In fact, with Ovaltine twice a day and just three average good meals, including fruit juice, every member of your family will be getting all the extra vitamins and minerals he needs. And what's more, he'll be getting all the extra vitamins and minerals experts say any normal person can profitably use. So, mothers, you can see there's no reason to be concerned about vitamin and mineral shortages, even with wartime food difficulties. Just rely on Ovaltine to give your family all the extra vitamins and minerals they need for tip-top health. Now, why don't you find out tonight how much your family will enjoy Ovaltine as a regular mealtime or in-between meal drink. I'm sure they'll all agree it's the most delicious way of getting extra vitamins and minerals and extra valuable nourishment for wartime health. Why not get a can of Ovaltine at your nearby store tonight? And now, on with the chapter, The Silver Dagger Strikes with Captain Midnight and the Secret Squadron. Last time you remember, Captain Midnight and Chuck Ramsey, looking from the window of their guardhouse, saw the British agent 3F11 disguised in the black robes of a priest. And at the far end of the drill field, the British troops under Major Hackett and the remaining Secret Squadron agents, surrounded on all sides by Nazi soldiers, have been given an hour's truce to consider Count Raddick's demands for an unconditional surrender. And then, in the headquarters of Count Raddick, the treacherous guerrilla army commander and the Gestapo officer Baron von Karp received a welcome surprise when the Yugoslavian air officer, Colonel Rooker, informed them that the Silver Dagger Group considers Great Britain and the United States to be its enemies. The scene continues in Conradic's office immediately. Baron von Karp is the first one to recover. Listen as he exclaims, Ah, but this is indeed the most welcome news, Colonel Rooker. You will not find my country ungrateful. At last we are together. We will expel from our midst the treacherous elements who have worked for an alliance with Great Britain and the United States. You can rely on our support, Count Radek. Now, Your Excellency, we can move fast. There can and must be no delay. Exactly, Baron. I shall set the hour for Captain Midnight's trial. You have already appointed a military board, Your Excellency. I have not done that as yet, Colonel Rooker. In fact, as you came in, I was considering those who would serve. We should have a representative group of officers, Your Excellency. Uh, perhaps Colonel Rooker will do you the honor of serving? A happy thought, Baron. What about it, Colonel Rooker? Will you consider sitting on this board? I shall be honored, Your Excellency. Then it is settled. I shall appoint the rest of the members at once, and the board shall meet this evening. But is that not rather sudden, sir? Uh, no, Colonel Rooker, certainly not. 
And I am sure you understand that Captain Midnight and his agents are highly dangerous. They are spies. They came here to work against the best interests of this country. The sooner they are shot, the better off we will be. Spies should most certainly be shot at the earliest opportunity. I am sure your excellency has the necessary evidence against the members of the secret squadron. But of course, Colonel Rooker. Captain Midnight destroyed the base belonging to our ally, the German Reich. Moreover, he and his agents shot down in cold blood pilots attached to this command. Yes, Your Excellency. I have been so informed. Unfortunately, some of my own pilots participated in that action. I will be forced to see that they are arrested. Oh, but uh, no, Colonel Rooker. That will not be necessary at all. You see, well, it is like this. Your pilots were following Captain Midnight's orders. But of course, Colonel Rooker. You are not responsible and neither are your men. At the moment, they were under the command of Captain Midnight. Very well, then, Your Excellency. That is a big relief. And now... But there is just one thing more, Colonel Rooker. Many of the Yugoslavian troops have been marched to new positions this afternoon. It would uh, perhaps be better if they resumed their old quarters. They were moved on my orders, Ben Karp. I was much concerned over possible action by the agents of the American Secret Squadron and the British troops under Major Hackett. I placed my men so they would be in a position to quell any uprising at once. You did perfectly right, Colonel Rooker. And I think, Baron, the Yugoslavian troops should remain where they are until tomorrow morning. You have not yet obtained the surrender of Major Hackett and the American agents with him. I shall obtain that at once, Your Excellency. But if they do not surrender, my men will open fire. Oh, it would be a shame to allow that to happen. The lives of many valuable men will be lost. I agree with you, Colonel Rooker. A fight must be prevented if possible. Uh, perhaps Colonel Rooker can be more uh, persuasive than I am. Perhaps he can. I would be greatly honored, Colonel Rooker, if you would accompany Baron von Karp when he goes to receive Major Hackett's answer. It would be a pleasure, Your Excellency. Very good indeed. Then the matter is settled. I suggest that you gentlemen see Major Hackett at once. And I am setting the time for Captain Midnight's trial at nine o'clock. I will expect you to be present, Colonel Rooker. Time is almost up, Major Hackett. Yes, Miss Joyce, so I see. I don't think we'll have long to wait. But we've not yet decided upon our answer. Well, what do you think, Mr. Kelly? It's twilight now, Joyce. Very soon it'll be dark. I don't think the Nazis will dare attack us during the night. Perhaps not, but they can jolly well riddle us with bullets and then come and get what's left of us in the morning. Then you think we'd better Someone's give up? Someone's approaching. I can see the white flag. Yes, our men see them too. They've stopped talking. I can see Baron von Karp and... But, but Jiminy, it's Colonel Roker. Right, George, it certainly is. What do you make of that, Major Hackett? I don't know, but we'll soon find out. They're about to stop. They're getting ready to salute. Your time is up. I have come for your answer, Major Hackett. We've just been discussing the matter, Baron von Karp, but as yet we've not reached a decision. I must have your answer at once. If you cannot give one, I shall order my men to open fire. Colonel Rooker, Baron von Karp told us that our commander, Captain Midnight, urged us to surrender. Does he have another message from Captain Midnight now? I bring the same message from Captain Midnight. He advises you to give up without resistance. Captain Midnight would have put such a command in writing. Do you have it with you, Baron von Karp? No, I do not. You will have to take my word as an officer and as a gentleman. You may be an officer, but... Oh, what is that you are saying? I will see... Please. Just one moment. I have accompanied Baron von Karp at the request of Count Radek. I do not wish to see any useless bloodshed. As you can see... You are surrounded by a far superior force. Resistance is hopeless. I think you would be wise to surrender. Well, is that your advice to us, Colonel Rooker? 
Yes, Miss Joyce, it certainly is. Then I believe we should surrender. Just one moment. I should like to ask you a question, Colonel Rooker. Most certainly. What is it? If we choose to resist, who will you and your men side with? Count Radek is the commander of this army. I shall have to take orders from him. That's all I wanted to know. We've been sold down the river, Joyce. We'd better surrender. Then you accept our terms? There's nothing else to do. My company hereby lays down its arms. I demand that we be treated as prisoners of war. And now we go across the drill field and to the heavily guarded prison near Count Radek's headquarters. Inside one of the rooms, standing near the window, are Captain Woodnight and Chuck Ramsey. In the rear of the room, Ichabod Mudd is lying upon a crude bed. Captain Midnight and Chuck are talking together in low tones. Let's listen. I know, sir, but it's practically dark now. We can't see very far out the window. So we can't see what's going on. I may be wrong, Chuck, but I don't think we'll have long to wait. Oh, if only Agent 3F11 could have got in to see us. He must have tried and been turned down. 3F11 is a smart agent. He isn't going to risk too much at one time. As long as we have reason to believe he's alive, we have a chance. Listen, sir. There must be a large body of soldiers. They're approaching headquarters. If we could only see who they are. I can see them. Loop and loops, Captain Midnight. It's Major Hackett and his men. And they're being guarded by Nazi soldiers. And the rest of our secret squadron agents are with them. I can see Joyce and Agent SS-11 marching behind Major Hackett. Oh, I wonder where they're marching to. I sure hope. Look, Chuck, look. Major Hackett, Joyce, and SS-11 are falling out. They're bringing them into this building. Yeah. The rest of them are being marched away. Gee, sir, do you suppose they're putting Major Hackett and Joyce and SS-11 in with us? I hope so, but if they are... What, sir? What do you mean? Well, Chuck, if they're putting them in here, it means they're not worried about us. And, well, you can guess the rest. Captain Midnight, Chuck, look, gee, are we glad to see you. My word, I should say so. Yes, we didn't know whether we'd ever see you two again or not. Have you seen anything of Vicky? Yes, Joyce, he's here. He's lying on a bed in the back room. He's pretty much all in, so let's not disturb him. Okay, we'll talk very low. Well... Gosh, Captain Midnight, if Icky's here, then our plane... Yes, Joyce, they're in enemy hands. In fact, now that you three are here, we've all been captured. But, gee, aren't you going to tell us what happened? We were hoping you got away. Well, there wasn't a chance. We were surrounded on all sides by Nazi troops. Then Baron von Karp came and demanded an unconditional surrender. We asked for an hour's truce, and he gave it to us. At the end of that time, he returned for an answer. The commander of the airfield, Colonel Rooker, was with him. Colonel Rooker? But, great Scotty... What was he doing with Baron von Karp? We've been sold out, Captain Midnight. Colonel Rooker and the Silver Dagger group are on the other side. But that can't possibly be. Captain Midnight had a talk with Milan Tell this morning. Tell me this, Major Hackett. As soon as the parade was over, what happened to the Yugoslavian troops? I couldn't understand why they did so, Captain Midnight, but they marched to new positions in the camp. Some of them were close to us at the end of the field. But when the Nazis marched in between, they did nothing. It, well, it didn't seem possible. I was relying upon the Silver Dagger. Ah, this is indeed bad news. I don't know about that, Captain Midnight. When we agreed to surrender, Colonel Rooker was looking straight at me. And I won't swear to it, but I think he was trying to tell me something. Hey, listen. What? It's Baron von Karp. Captain Midnight, Lieutenant Ramsey. What do you want? You will come with me. You are to appear before the court at once. Boy, this is an outrage, sir. They didn't give us a chance to defend ourselves. It's all a put-up job, Chuck. They don't intend to give us a chance. But did you see that both Colonel Rooker and Agent 3F11 are sitting in the court? Yes. 
And say, a few minutes ago, Colonel Rooker looked at me the strangest way, just like Joyce told us he looked at her before. Yes, I noticed that. I think he was trying to convey some kind of a message. Yeah, but I don't know what it could be. He's helping to condemn... Watch it. Agent 3F11 is looking at us. Open loops. Did you see him lift his eyebrow? Yes, and I think we're going to hear something from him. Let's watch. He must have reached a decision. The prisoners will please stand. Come on, Chuck. Stand up. Okay. The commander-in-chief of the army will read the sentence. The verdict of the court is as follows. Captain Midnight and Lieutenant Ramsey have been found guilty of treason. Also found guilty with them are the following. Major Aubrey Hackett, the following secret squadron agents, Joyce Ryan, William Kelly, Ichabod Mudd. At daybreak tomorrow morning, these prisoners will be executed. Captain Midnight and Chuck listen to the sinister voice of Count Raddick in silent apprehension. But within them burns a faint gleam of hope. Can the British agent 3F11 help them? And what about the strange glances which have come from the Yugoslavian officer, Colonel Rooker? Don't miss the thrilling action in next Monday's adventure as we continue this exciting chapter, The Silver Dagger Strikes. And now, here's some vital information for you to remember. One of the richest sources of vitamins and minerals in all the world is your good friend Ovaltine. Yes, Ovaltine actually is one of the world's richest sources of the vitamins and minerals you must have to be at your best. So, rely on two glasses of Ovaltine a day and three average good meals for all the extra vitamins and minerals you need. Just follow this recipe for tip-top health. Three good meals a day and Ovaltine night and morning. And tune in Monday, same time, same station, to Captain Midnight. Until Monday, then, this is Pierre-Andre, your Ovaltine announcer, saying goodbye and happy landing. This program came to you from Chicago. This is the Blue Network.